When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Home losing streak. See yourself out. The fans are on their feet. The score clock reads zero. I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is the losing streak at home is over. The bad news, next week you got to pay for your tickets. 30 to 20. The Elks have won a home game. The nightmare is over. Forget about 22 straight losses. It's one win in a row for the Edmonton Elks after a pretty solid performance yesterday against the Ottawa Red Blacks at Commonwealth Stadium. Morley Scott and Dave Campbell with the call of the final kneel down on 6.30 Chad last night. So the Elks have now won two in a row. They are two and nine. They still got some work to do, but we're starting to see some of that work being done. And I think some of the work they've been doing throughout the season now paying off in the the form of victories. Reed Wilkins with you tonight, and I'm pleased to kick off the show with Edmonton Elks offensive lineman Mark Cordy. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Great, Reed. Thanks for having me. Mark, take me and our listeners down onto the field last night. You were living that final play, that final kneel down that Morley and Dave were calling. Uh, I, I was in the crowd. I, I thought it was a really good reaction by the faithful, uh, a lot of whom, uh, like me and my family, had been there for most or all of those 22 losses. What was the end of the game like? Yeah, it was, it was a special feeling, I think, for all of us, um, you know, that have been through, you know, this, this kind of home losing streak thing. Uh, you know, to see it come to an end was... Uh, the crowd was loud there going down the stretch. Uh, defense was top, um, you know, probably the loudest I've I've seen it since I've been with the team. Um, that was awesome to see, and, and just great to get one for, um, you know, all the fans of supporters through, you know, what's kind of felt like a bit of a dark ages the last year or two. Um, for all those people that have kind of stuck by our side with it, as well as all those people that you know were you know at the game that have been evacuated from the rest of the territories. Um, give them something to cheer for. Um, just, just an awesome feeling, like you said, as we're going through that kneel down, um, you know. And you know that obviously we're not out of the woods yet. We're we're two and nine. We got a long ways to go, but um, that we've kind of got that monkey off our back. You know, now we've won two in a row. Um, you know, just a just a great feeling on the field. Yeah, well, and good for you for recognizing that there were some evacuees who uh, have some pretty big things weighing on them as well, who got to attend that game yesterday. So, Mark, as this streak went along, and I, and I know you know only a couple guys were there for all 22 games, but it, it was talked about um, 
but a lot of the times, you know, Coach Jones and some of you players would say, well, we're aware of it. We can't hide from it, but we're trying to win the next game. I mean, the previous losses don't affect the, the outcome. Having said that, I have to ask you, now that the losing streak at home is over, how much was it weighing on you as an individual or the team as a whole? Yeah, you know what? Like, like we talked, you know, we were we meant what we said when we were going through it. And we said we're looking to, you know, just win the next game and, and win what's in front of us, you know. Cause, and it was true that we can't control what happened, you know, last year. Um, you know, obviously the, the year we lost due to COVID or 2021 or whatever it was. Um, you know, but I think I think where it really has turned now, even today, I was out of the grocery store, um, you know, just an hour ago, and we got people coming up to me that say, hey, you know, great job getting a win last night. Love to see you guys win at home. You know, that, you know, just that feeling and that optimism around the city um, is great to have back even, even one day after we get a win, it's already back. So um, just awesome to, to turn that tide as opposed to, you know, a bunch of people looking for that home win. Now we've got it, and the optimism around the team is there. And, um, yeah, it really makes a difference now. In terms of yesterday's game, I want to I want to touch on a couple things of great significance. A touchdown late in the first half and then early in the third quarter, which has been an issue for you guys throughout the season. Um, I, I know it was very significant, but I want to get it in, in your words and maybe a perspective to how it felt on the sidelines. How, how big was that, you know, getting those scores on both ends of halftime? Yeah, I would say, you know, momentum-wise in any game, you know, definitely probably your three biggest possessions are going to be, you know, the first one of the game, the one right before halftime, and the one right after halftime, you know, barring any sort of need to, to go down and win the game with a minute on the clock or something like that. Um, so to be able to, you know, get a big touchdown out of Geno Lewis right before halftime um, and extend a lead as we go into the half, um, really just lifts everybody up as you go in. And then, you know, you come out of the locker room, you know, get warmed up. First play of the game is a deep, deep pass to Gavin Cobb. We get down to the two-yard line. You know, Taylor punches it in two plays later. Um, and it just, you know, the the lift it gives to the sideline of, um, you know, we were we were up a little bit. And then really, you know, you've got a halftime in between there. But within a span of like four or five plays, we put 14 points on the board. Um, you know, that, that just is uh, – it's, it's hard to put an exact – finger on exactly how big of a lift that brings to the sideline, but it's huge. Mark, um, I mean, look, you've been in the league a while now. You've had a few different quarterbacks that you've been protecting. What's it like blocking for Trey Ford? Yeah, Trey's, Trey's been doing, he's been having a really good uh, last like, like three games now this year. He's done incredible on all three of them, so um, he's doing a great job using his legs to get around. You know, we've, we've set some things up. We had some different draw stuff we were running last night that was really good. Um, you know, just we set things up to, you know, work to his strengths. Um, and, and he's helping us out a lot with his legs and being able to move and being able to, um, you know, get the pocket on the move so we can we can help him out and he can help us out. So, and it's, you know what, there's a, there's a point where it's just, even as a, as a player on the field, it's just exciting to watch. You know, when he breaks free and you're, you're kind of behind him, he's ran past you and you're just watching, you know, it's like the best seat in the house to watch this guy. Uh, do what he does best. So oh. he's a fun guy to play with. Yeah, well, I'm glad you kind of brought that because I wanted to to ask you that. Uh, and and I know it's uh, you know a little bit last year, and now the three starts this year. But like, are there moments where you're thinking, oh, I I didn't realize he was over there. <laughs> How did he get over there? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, there's times where it's like, you know, he's as all of a sudden it's like the you know the play kind of turns and it's like, oh my God, we, you know, he's 20 yards on the field on the left and you thought he was behind you and um, or you know some of the throws he makes and you're you know you're locked up blocking your guy and all you hear you just hear the crowd erupt and it's you know Gino Lewis has, has caught the ball he's running down the sideline and. You know, you're about to go up another score right before half. So, um, yeah, it's, there's a certain amount of magic with Trey that's been uh, really exciting to, to be a part of here for the last three years. Mark Cordy, Edmonton Elks offensive lineman, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, I, I know they, it was a team win yesterday. A lot of players had, had good games, but you, you know how the sport works. The quarterback gets uh, a, a lot of the attention, and I think Trey has an opportunity to to really become a, a celebrity and a beloved athlete in, in this city if things keep going. Uh, I, I interviewed him a couple weeks ago. I, I like to get to know people uh, away from the uh, the field a bit, and he, I said, what's something about Edmonton that you like? And he said he and his family like to go to the public library which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, What could you share about Trey Ford off the field uh, that you'd be comfortable letting fans know about? Well, good question. I think think something that, you know, Trey's Trey's a humble guy, so he, you know, maybe wouldn't brag about himself as much, but he's, uh, one thing people might not know, he's he's oddly a bit of a handyman. He's got, I was asking him earlier this year what he did, you know, in the offseason when he's not training or, you know, studying film and whatnot. And he's uh, he's got a house that he's working on kind of gutting and renovating. And I said, okay, so, you know, you set up the electrician and the plumber and all these guys to come in. And he's, no, I just, you know, I, I figure it out all myself. And so he's, he's doing that. So he's when he's, uh, he's got a, he's a great quarterback and he's got a little bit of handyman in him too. He's a DYI guy. Wow. He's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does it himself. Well, good for him. And, and probably uh, something that helps him uh, focus on something away from football when he really needs to dive into something. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Uh, you know, Trey's taken advantage of this opportunity. We know how pro sports work. Uh, sometimes when one person uh, gets a job, another guy has to step aside. Uh, Taylor Cornelius is now in a different role with the team. You've gotten to know him out over the last couple of years. Hey, he's got in there. He's uh, he's executed on short yardage. He's made a great uh, fake quarterback sneak and a long bomb to A.C. Leonard in, in Hamilton. Um, can you just kind of share with everybody how Taylor Cornelius has handled that and what he's been like as a teammate through this? Yeah, you know what, Taylor is, I've got to, I can't give him enough credit. He's He's been a true pro over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's obviously obviously super hard to, to go through it. He did to, you know, transition from being the starter and being the guy to then, you know, taking a bit of a backseat. But he's he's been an awesome locker room guy. I know he's helping Trey out a lot, um, you know, where he can. And, and he's done an incredible job stepping into the role that he's in now, being that short yardage guy. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, he had that big, big pass to A.C. Leonard and Hamilton. Of course, the touchdown last night. Um, and even last night, right at the end of the game, we had to get uh, a third and one quarterback sneak so that we could kneel it down and not give the ball back. Uh, right at the end of the game, he got that for us. So, um, yeah, Taylor's been, you know, and, and we didn't have any reason to expect otherwise out of him, but he's been impressive in how professional he's been. Um, over the last three, four weeks here. So, um, yeah, just a, a great teammate, a great guy, awesome, awesome dude to have in the locker room. So uh, we love him. 
And speaking of changes, another significant change uh, after you guys got shut out by BC the second time was a change in offensive coordinator. And hey, look, you know, I, I know Stephen McAdoo was trying. I know fans get frustrated. I got frustrated sometimes, but I know they're trying to make the, the best decisions. Uh, but there was a change with Jarius Jackson. How has the offensive coordinator affected the offense? The change in offensive coordinator affected the offensive lineman. Yeah, Jarvis has been doing a great job. Um, it's it's been a, an interesting change to have him come in and take over play calling. Um, you know, he's changed up a lot of things, as, as you can see watching. Um, in that, you know, we're we're starting to run the ball a little more, uh, which as an offensive lineman, you know, just allows you to get a little bit more aggressive. Let's just wear down their pass rushes a little bit, so we can slow up, uh, slow them up when we go when it's second and long and we have to throw. You know, they're a little more tired. We've got them worn down a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's been a great change. To, like I said earlier, the offense has kind of been tailored, um, you know, to what to what we do best, particularly to what Trey Ford does best, which has been which has been good. And I mean, you know, I you know while we're on the topic of it, um, you know, similar to how Taylor has been impressive and how professional has been, uh, you know, Steve McAdoo has been the exact same in his new role with the defense. Um, taking it all in stride. So um, that's been great. And, yeah, some changes to the offense have really helped us, uh, you know, exploit what we can do best. Okay, so let's uh, look ahead here. Um, uh, look, you know what us media guys are like. We look at the whole schedule. We look at the standings. So <laughs> I don't know how far down this path you're going to want to go. But, look, regardless of of the record, there's an opportunity here to to put something together and make the and, and still make the postseason is that a consideration for the guys now after these two wins? I know. Well, yeah, sorry, absolutely. I'll rephrase that. I know it's a consideration, but is it a you know <laughs> is is it a front of mind thought? Yeah, you know, what I think I think you kind of have to balance the two, right? On one hand, you've got to take things you know every every play at a time, every game at a time, um, but at the same time, it it's helpful to to sort of zoom out and look at where the picture is. Um, you know, we're chasing Calgary and Saskatchewan in the West. There's maybe a chance of a crossover in the East. And, and we're, you know, we're, we're closer than it might seem uh, based off of well, the first half of the season went. You know, look, at, we've got two games against Calgary um, who we're directly chasing, then a game against Saskatchewan after that. Um, so that's, you know, that's a real chance to make up quite a bit of ground. Um, and, and, you know, we keep working through, you know, a bit of a Western schedule as well. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think we're all looking at it as like, okay, we've got – actually a, a decent chance here to make up some ground, get ourselves into a playoff race, um, and, and kind of go down the stretch here, hopefully get on a bit of a tear, um, and, and make things happen. So, I mean, ultimately you've got to, you got to just play the game that's in front of you, but, um, to be able to zoom out and see that, you know, listen, this could still happen. Um, it's just that much more motivated. All right. Mark, how how do you spend? Uh, I, I assume well, maybe you did go into work today. I don't know if you had to get treatment or do some film, but but how do you spend here uh, a couple of days before the practice really picks up again for Labor Day? Yeah, so today today was a day off, which was great. Got to just kind of kind of take it easy. So you know, took our our dog Tucker, the yellow Labrador. We took him out to the river by near Devon there and let him have a swim. Um, you know, I got to just spend some time with my wife and kind of kick back and relax. Um, which was just just nice to to breathe for a bit. Tomorrow we'll go in for film, uh, you know, watch it all as a team, um, and then and then we'll kind of get back into preparing for uh, for Calgary and getting getting one win on Labor Day and hopefully another on uh, the Labor Day rematch after that. 
All right. Well, Mark, uh, certainly uh, the, the, the mood uh, for, for the fan base has uh, shifted, and I'm sure you guys are feeling pretty good here, uh, given a couple wins, and, and even that game against Winnipeg where you started to move the ball and score some points as well. Hey, I, I think the last two times you came on the show were after tough losses, so I'm glad uh, you were able to come on after a couple of nice <laughs> victories. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, and I hope we can do this again soon, man. All the best the rest of the way. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Reed. Take care. That is Mark from your Edmonton Elks offensive lineman checking in tonight. So, uh, you know, some comments there about the changes with Jarius Jackson and with Trey Ford at quarterback. He tells you that Trey Ford is a bit of a handyman, a DYI guy away from the field. That was pretty interesting as uh, the Elks finally won at home first time since October of 2019 with that win over uh, Ottawa last night. Ed, you know what? A well-deserved victory. They were the better team. Was it perfect? Of course not. But, uh, I mean, this wasn't some fluke or some uh, one-point bizarre victory. They, they they beat Ottawa, just like they beat Hamilton the last week. Now, those are two teams that aren't great. But if you're going to start building somewhere, you you got to beat teams that aren't having good seasons themselves. So the Elks were able to do that last night. That was Mark Cordy joining us on the Certainty Hotline. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainteed pro all the way. 780-496-0063. If you want to chime in, lots to discuss with Ford. Uh, the changes appearing to pay off at OC and at quarterback. And a look ahead. Is it realistic for the Elks to uh, to make a run for the postseason and make these final seven games really interesting? You can also email insidesports630ched.com and uh, get me on Twitter or X or whatever it is, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D. W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Plenty more to come. Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. We get some... All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. As uh, we're talking a lot about the Edmonton Elks this evening, and of course the Oilers' notes, I'm sure you heard this. Sam Gagne, remember him, and Brandon Sutter have been signed to professional tryout agreements, or as they are known, PTOs. Gagne, a uh, beloved two-time former Oiler. We'll see if he can crack the roster. Brandon Sutter uh, hasn't played for the last couple of seasons. Probably going to be challenging for both guys, but uh, we'll see if they can add some veteran savvy. We have Tony on line one. Tony, go ahead. Is it ever nice to get a win at home? I know I've criticized these boys so much, but I watched that game last night. I'll admit, the last two minutes got me a little nervous because of what happened. But you know me, Reed. I've been so, like, I don't know how you'd say it, maybe down on these boys, but I am so glad they finally got the victory. I'm glad they finally got this losing streak over. For me, personally, I know it's kind of weird to say, I don't care if we make the playoffs. I personally don't. You know, just going to next season on a positive note, but the 22-game losing streak is behind us now. And on the Oilers' front, I'd rather have Sam Gagne on the team than Brandon Sutter because Gagne knows what it's like to be an Oiler. Sutter doesn't. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I think at most, thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. I think at most one of those two guys would make the team. Um, I, I think a challenge for both of them probably will be skating, especially given where they're at in their careers and, and the tempo of the NHL seems to increase every year. But, uh, yeah, I, I would probably give the edge to Gagne as well. But, uh, I, again, I think it'll be at most one, 
not both of them. Okay, yeah, we could talk about that. Uh, I know we got some messages about the Elks coming in, 7804960. What am I saying? That's what happens when you take two weeks off. You forget the phone number. 7804960063, and Morley Scott has the Elks this week at 730. Blue Jays leading Washington 5-1 in the fourth.